This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It is episode number four of Northern Tier League Now, and glad to have you all listening again on whichever platform you choose, whether it's Apple Podcast or Google Play, maybe even on uh, the download from the NTL Sports website. Regardless, so glad to have you back. I'm Shane Wilbur across the table for episode four. Joe Carrion has returned from vacation, and Joe, I surely hope your batteries are recharged for episode Episode four. Well, recharge. They're recharged. I'm a little tanner, but that doesn't really matter on a podcast. Are you sure? Uh, it, it might. Yeah, I was always told I have a face for radio, so. Well, that makes two of us. But uh, yes, we've got a big episode coming up here in episode number four. Of course, this week is the opening week for Northern Tier League football. So, of course, you know, Joe and I, we are going to break down some pigskin coming up in just a little while, but also coming up here in episode four, a special treat. Of course, last week we were talking about uh, the NTL fall sports and getting into some of that. Well, we are going to talk with the head of the Athens uh, girls soccer team, uh, Coach Pitts, will be joining us coming up here in the Northern Tier League Now podcast as well. So uh, a great time to have him on the podcast, and I'll tell you what, that guy was really excited, so really looking forward to what he has to say coming up here in just a little while. But uh, Joe, you were not on last week, obviously, with all of your uh, family commitments and stuff uh, with vacation. You did have an opportunity to listen to last week's podcast. Uh, I'm kind of curious because uh, a lot of folks have been chiming in off of last week's uh, interview with Mitch Rupert, talking about the whole House Bill 1600, the whole public school private school debates and stuff like that uh just just wondering you know do you have anything uh, you'd like to chime in do you have any opinions on that well i think it's gonna even the playing field um i know it's something that a lot of people are very passionate about because we have a lot of you know smaller public schools around here and i just know that a lot of people it's a very heated topic um i do need to read up on it a little bit more i'm not really well versed in it but i think rupert gave a good interview and he really broke it down pretty well so yeah i'm gonna need to read up on it a little bit more but i know that a lot of people are very intrigued to see what happens with that bill what i'm definitely uh, intrigued about is what wins out if they will immediately pass this and go to uh, the kind of balancing of public versus private and separate uh, the championships or if they will indeed possibly give the opportunity for the PIAA's uh, competitive balance rule to take effect. I'm kind of curious to see if maybe they do let this uh, fan out a little bit before we get all uh, jumping the gun on this because, you know, as you heard Mitch say, and he was very passionate and very blunt about it, you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves too quick and make this more of a political thing rather than helping the student-athlete thing. Right, and I mean, it's also tough in our area, you know, like, like I said, we do come from a little bit of a smaller area Area. It's tough when you've got a great uh, district representative like North Penn Liberty Volleyball, and every year in the first round they're facing Holy Redeemer. So that, that can be a little bit tough, but I think it's, it's going to even the playing field. 
Well, we'll see how it all transpires over these next coming weeks. But uh, another interesting thing here, and, uh, you know, we're talking about the kickoff of Northern Tier League football coming up this week. They're not even the first sport to get going in the Northern Tier League because uh, I don't know, Joe, uh, are you one to break out the uh, the drivers, the three woods, the irons, and uh, maybe the other clubs as well? No, that was never a sport that I got into, but I know that we've got some good athletes around here who play golf. That's right. Northern Tier League golf action getting underway. I want to give a shout to the Wellsboro golf team. They've had a pretty successful go here over the, uh, I think, about last week and a half. uh, A very good, respectable showing out at the uh, Countersport Invitational where they brought home a second-place finish out there, finishing uh, just behind Smithport in that action. And then, of course, uh, as of yesterday, uh, winning a – I think it was like a six-team match uh, over at uh, Shepherd Hills in Waverly. Uh, I saw some of the other NTL schools were represented there, but as you can see, uh, Wellsboro's kids, not ones to be messed with here in the early going out there in uh, golf action. So, yes, if you are uh, looking to kind of get out on the golf course and uh, a kid's wearing a Wellsboro polo, you may want to avoid that. Just maybe. Yeah, I I remember one year when I was uh, out at uh, Eaglesmere, and you, you just want to make sure you're not walking with loud shoes while kids are uh, doing their putts or swings. I don't know. I'm not a golf guy, Shane. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a golf guy. I'm I'm a golf le- guy yeah. I'll leave the golf to you. Well, you, but. you just you don't want to interrupt a kid while he's in concentration mode. You know, If I'm on the tee box and you come walking by me with loud shoes on, chances are you're going to catch like my, uh, my hybrid in a very not good manner. But, uh, no, it's all about, uh, you know, being respectful out there, Joe. So, so you learned a lesson. So that I did learn a lesson, but I, it made me wonder, are can these same kids shoot free throws in loud gyms? <laughs> Come on, man. I know. I'm just kidding. That's everyone. okay. But, yes, uh, again, uh, just want to pass along some uh, great kudos to the Wellsboro golf team uh, for a great job and a great showing here out of the gate uh, here in NTL Sports Action and uh, actually got a hold of our good friend uh, Ed Weaver from Circle W Sports, who's not only uh, the mastermind of Circle W Sports anymore. Uh, Ed actually I heard he got a promotion. He did. Ed is promoted now. He is actually the new athletic director out at Wellsboro High School, so uh, congratulations, Ed. And that only means that you are now more at our beck and call whenever we need uh, information for uh, Wellsboro Athletics. I'm sure he's really looking forward to that. I know, right? (laughs) So definitely uh, glad to have him uh, with uh, more connections uh, in the athletic world, that's for sure. All right, with that in mind, though, we are going to step aside here. We're going to thank our friends from Circle W Sports, and when we come back, it's going to be an interview with Coach Rich Pitts from the Athens Area High School. He's the girls' varsity soccer coach. We'll talk with him coming up here in just a short as I was uh, lucky enough to sit down with him earlier this week uh, for a great interview and uh, we'll share that with you coming up right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. 
Back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, and as promised, joined by head coach Rich Pitts from the girls' soccer program for Athens High School. Coach Pitts, thanks for taking some time to join us here on Northern Tier League Now. Yeah, I appreciate you having us. Coach, it's been uh, kind of a whirlwind uh, for your program here over the last few years. I mean, Athens girls have been about as dominant as a program as there has been in the Northern Tier League. I mean, what do you attribute uh, to the success that this program's had over the last few years? I think that we have, you know, girls who play a ton. So we, we have a little bit of an advantage. We have, you know, girls that play year-round on, uh, on pretty high-level travel teams gives us a bit of an advantage obviously I think we're a bit bigger of a school so you know although numbers don't always bear it out um you do kind of get a a better cream of the crop of players so I think those two things you know being a bigger school and having those those types of players helps you obviously as a coach interesting uh to note uh, you know with the run that this program's had it does take somebody uh, with strong leadership skills and a passion for the game, I think, to be uh, at the head of all this. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your background. Uh, what really led you to want to be uh, a soccer head coach? So, I mean, I have a day job, but um, it just pays so I can have fun and coach. Um, I, I've been coaching, you know, for a long time since I was in high school. Started, you know, rec and moved into, you know, club and coaching my own kids and getting into some high school soccer and then, you know, kind of being around some people who, you know, coached in college and stuff. And I got an opportunity to coach a couple of years at Binghamton University as a second assistant um, with the head coach then. And uh, that was a great experience. And just, you just catch the bug, you know, soccer is a very passionate game. So, and uh, I did a couple of years there, went back to a little bit of high school and saw one of my youngest daughters out and then, uh, and then left and, and came to Athens. So, Kind of the story. And how long uh, have you been the head coach at Athens? Uh, this is my fourth year. So you've been there uh, for a good portion of this uh, successful run that they've had. And, uh, you know, you touched on the fact that, you know, you've got uh, some girls who do play year round and uh, you find that as a, a good competitive advantage there. But, uh, I mean, is the club scene something that uh, you encourage or is this something that uh, you, you see your girls kind of just, uh, you know, going to on their own? Yeah, they, they do it on their own because a lot of those girls have started when they're very young. Um, whether it's, you know, whether they're in the Athens program that Jake runs or, or Valley Soccer or they're going off to Binghamton or like Hutchison and, and Sindoni, you know, going to Syracuse, you know, which was even a higher level of play. So, yeah, they kinda, they've kind of got into it at a young age. I've just lucked out in getting them to fall into the right school district. All right, so as we get ready now, obviously, you know, your season getting ready to start here probably uh, into early next week. Uh, Coach, what uh, what can we see from the Lady Wildcats this year? You know, I mean, every year is different because you lose players. You know, we lost four very talented players, including, you know, a kid who's going to play down the road at Binghamton uh, for St. Bonaventure's tomorrow night. So you can get out to the game, but um, – I think we'll be the same. Um, we're, we like to get on our front foot. We like to go at teams. We like to score goals. Uh, we like to play in your face defensively. Uh, we're pretty high tempo, um, fast paced because that's how we train. And I think, you know, especially in high school, if you can put other teams under pressure, usually you can get them to make mistakes and, and then be able to capitalize on it. So I don't, I don't think anybody's going to see anything different from us in style of play, just some different players and positions that, you know, are new to them. 
Is it interesting this year to look on your roster and not be able to read the name Gambrell? Yeah, and Rachel Hutchinson and Brooke Warner and Emma Adams. I mean, that is tough. And the girls, all four of them have come back. Rachel kind of came and talked to the girls before she left, and the other three have come back and given some word of wisdom, which I think the younger ones appreciate. But, yeah, that's a little tough. But I, I like our roster when I look at it. So when you look at your roster and, you know, you put this whole team together, uh, is it safe or even maybe, a, 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 I guess I should say, an educated statement to make that it's not so much that you have, like, one or two good players, but the fact that, you know, the other players step up and the depth is there for your program? Yeah, I mean, we have girls who are still playing year-round, but we also have some girls that, are, you know, stops playing travel, whether it be, you know, a couple years ago or whatever, so... Even those girls, you still they still have that pedigree. They still have that foundation of playing. You know, a kid like Bailey Gatos, you know, she hasn't played travel in a couple of years, but you wouldn't know it watching her, her play because she's just good on the bowl. It's kind of like riding a bike. And now, of course, uh, you know, as you look at this season, uh, NTL girls soccer, I think, is uh, one of the sports that, you know, can be uh, one of the strongest in the league because no matter where you look, it seems like there's just all kinds of uh, scattered talent uh, all throughout the league. Like, it seems like everybody's got a name that you know. Now, of course, uh, you know, for the casual fan like myself, you know, I'm, I'm starting to dive into this soccer world. Uh, you know, I know the names like uh, Hunter McClellan at Troy, a Tegan Willie at Tawanda. I mean, those are just some of the standout names you know, but the depth is really there as far as just, you know, having players that you have to scout for night in and night out. Yeah, and I think you, and I think you learn, you know, coaching styles. The NTL has, has turned over some coaches, and and I think all of them uh, have brought some some great talent into uh, the ranks of NTL. You know, you, you hear it, and I and I've said it out loud, so I'm not afraid to say it here. You know, you you go south of here, and they don't think much of the NTL, but uh, the teams here, you know, they work hard, they play hard. Coaches put a lot of time and effort in. I have much respect for every single. Uh, a guy and lady that coached in this league and uh, I think we surprise some teams you know they don't they don't think much of us but we think pretty highly of ourselves and we back it up with our play on the field so well let me ask you this uh, as far as just the culture of girls soccer in general uh, you see you know on the on the world stage like the the women's world cup team now having such success uh, at that level I mean do you see something like that resonating down to the youth which could help only grow a girl soccer going forward yeah I think that anytime a player whether it's a male or a female watches the sport I think you know that's important it's part of kind of the training because you want them to, you know, watch, you know, players like Alex Morgan and, and Carly Lloyd and then try to do things that they do or see the intensity or the uh, the commitment that they have to the game. And I think definitely, usually after a World Cup and especially when we win as Americans, it kind of gives the girls a push, you know, and you, you've heard them, I've heard them talking about it a little bit, some of the girls talking about the games and, and the players and you start seeing the jerseys a little bit more. So yeah, I think it's a great thing for us. All right, let's put the focus back to the league schedule this year. Obviously, uh, the Athens girls program going to be, uh, I guess you could say, the hunted program this year. Everybody wants to see who is going to be the ones to knock off the Lady Wildcats. Uh, what is it you're telling your team this year to, you know, beware or be leery, you know, that uh, any given night could be our night? I think since I've started, 
and it, it took me a little bit the first year, but every year we talk about, hey, you, it, we basically are everybody's Super Bowl um, until we get knocked off the perch. You know, we've, we've won seven years in a row, um, looking to make it eight this year, and, and every year it gets tougher because I, I think every team gets tougher, And but we get everybody's A game. I mean, and we've had some close games, and I don't expect it to be any different this year from those guys. When you look at your schedule, what are some teams this year that uh, you know the league really needs to be on notice for? Well, I think I think, uh, and, I, and I'm great friends with Joe Pico. Like he's kind of my my brother, but um, I think he surprised some teams last year, but he didn't surprise us because I know what he brings to a program. So uh, I think Tawanda, you know, Joe just gets his his girls to play out of their mind every single game, every single minute. They they are they will you know run through a wall for him. So. You know, last year we played them down there. I think it was one nothing at half, and it was a scrappy goal for us to get it. Uh, and then the second half we kind of broke it open a little bit. But um, I think they'll be tough. You know, they almost made districts last year, missed by a game. So I think he'll have them ready to go. Um, and with a couple of players he has, I think they're going to make a run. Uh, Wellsboro, well coached. Uh, love their coach. He does a great job with that team. They play soccer. Uh, play a great brand of soccer, and, and he has them ready every year. Um, why losing their coach does a nice job. They they try to play the game. Uh, they play with some intensity. But, you know, I, I look at us, and, and I've told the girls, and I've probably told them every year, but, you know, if somebody's going to knock us off probably this year, it's going to be Troy. Uh, Wayne does a great job. Uh, have much respect for him as a coach. And his he's a feisty, uh, intense coach, and his girls play – like he coaches and and it's a battle you go down there and it's it's like playing in a different world um we've we've escaped a, a couple times that is not a fun bus ride it's not a fun game and if we get out of there with a win uh i'm pretty happy uh but he, he he's the team you know if we, you look at a team that if it's not us the team to beat it might be them you know i i think if there's a chance for us to lose the title this year it's, it's gonna it's gonna reside there not that we'd be happy with it or we're gonna lay down for it but but that's usually a battle, fun game to watch. Now, as I look at the league in general, you know, I talked about uh, Hunter McClellan and Tegan Willie earlier, but uh, then you throw in uh, kind of a, a sophomore coming up this year. Last week was talking with Brian Fees. You know, he, he threw uh, Rosalind Haney from Sarah in the mix as well. Uh, that's three quality players in NTL girls soccer, and they're not even seniors yet. I mean, how does that show the depth of talent that this league has that's still, you know, kind of underclassmen? Yeah, and I, and I think if you look um, a little deeper into that, so if you looked at Roz's, and I haven't, I don't have Tracy's book, but if you had, if you looked at Roz's, you know, she had like 40-something goals last year. I think if you look at who she got those balls from, Abby Maliski is just an overlooked kid. She's going to be a senior for them. She's going to play in the center mid, um, you know, living in the shadow of Chloe Tracy, which is great and not. Um, but, but Abby is a player. And I think if you looked at Roz's goals, if, if Roz is going to get 46 goals this year, again, it's, and you know, 20 of them are going to come off the foot of Abby Molesky on an assist. So that's a kid I think you need to watch, you know, McClellan, he moves her all over the place. Um, she's a great kid. I got to, I got a little time to, to coach a little club with her this summer. She's a fantastic kid, um, and a fantastic player, um, just feet and speed uh but you know you got um Emmy Ward in the middle for them who delivers balls to her and that kid's a little 
buzzsaw. She is all over the place. She makes it really difficult to play in the middle of the field. There's a lot of underlying kids. You know, I heard you guys talking, Brian talking, and everybody loves the goal scoring. Listen, Roz is a great player, and Nicole is a great player, but um, but they, they get balls from, from some pretty talented kids too. So the depth is, I think, a lot deeper than even everybody knows. That's so cool to see, you know, all the uh, all the players that you named and kind of going to, you know, some of the maybe names that, uh, you know, maybe don't find their way into like scorebooks and stuff like that. And really those are, the, I think, are the players in soccer that you really need to kind of uh, really round out your team to make it uh, a complete winning team. Yeah. I mean, and like you look at, I mean, I didn't want to leave her out. So just as you were talking, like Courtney Dunn. Courtney Dunn is a hard worker. She just, I mean, you always have that kid who's working hard for that kid who puts the ball in the net, and Courtney's, Courtney's no different from that. I, I could go on and on, but we don't have all day, I guess. Well, that's that's okay, but uh, coach, you know, I do have to ask you this, and I'm gonna have a little fun with you, and I'm sure, you know, you you probably, uh, you know, enjoy uh, some some Raz as well from time to time, uh, you know, from the other side. Uh, the Athens boys last year they bring home a district championship. I mean, is there a, is there a little competitiveness there, you know, amongst the uh, two programs? I mean, do you sit there and try to one up each other on the years? So. Uh, the story goes like when I first got interviewed, Jake was in the in the meeting with Denny at the time and, and Corey Moser, the principal. And, you know, my my whole my whole thing was like, hey, we're going to go to Hershey. And I gave them like little Hershey bars and all that kind of stuff. And Jake just kind of looked at me and goes, yeah, OK, newbie, you, you got a you got something coming. You know, you know what you're into. Um, no, I mean. I think the boys were super supportive of us the last couple of years. And, you know, they, they won, they won two district titles and we, we understand, you know, what our place is, but um, we can look at it and go, Hey, listen, we won a district title for the first time in 18 years and the girls. And, but I, I don't, I don't think there's any, there's, I think we always, I think if it's anything, it's us giving it to the football team, you know, him and I uh, giving it to Jack. So, um, because we both won district titles, so we're kind of like, we share a turf, and we're kind of like, hey, you know, you're gonna have to move over. Like we won two district titles, so I think if there's any natural ribbing or fun loving, that's kind of the the deal with us. So now, Coach Pitts, I do not know what you're talking about. There is no way Jack Young could be involved in any kind of fun ribbing. <laughs> yeah, I love Jack. He, uh, he, we shared the whole turf. We shared the turf all preseason, and uh, his guys, you know, his coaches and his boys are nothing but great and respectful so friday you know we walked in you know jeff and i my assistant walked in with starbucks every every uh session and and uh the coaches are like hey where's ours where's ours so you know because they've been so great to us you know and sharing turf and stuff like that you don't get that at every school um so i bought them duncan and brought them over coffees and bought them some munchkins and they were appreciative you know we're we're we get along we're all we're all good group the three teams in the fall that's awesome to see, you know, that kind of support uh, going kind of school-wide amongst uh, both the soccer teams and the football program as well. But, Coach, definitely want to uh, thank you for being a part of the podcast. And uh, before I get you out of here, I, I do want to ask you this, you know, just to kind of uh, wrap up our whole uh, season preview here uh, with the Lady Wildcats. So let me ask you this. The Athens Wildcats girls soccer team will continue their trend as NTL champions if what happens? if we come together as a team, I think we're still trying to find our way right now. You know, we've had good practices, but I still don't know what our personality is going to be, but it's coming. It's coming into shape, but it's still a little blurry. So I think if that comes together, we're going to Hughesville this weekend uh, for a, for a 
scrimmages, and, and I think that'll that'll bring us together and we'll see what we're going to be. But I think that's the key. Coach, want to thank you so much for taking some time here to join me on the uh, Northern Tier League Now podcast, and uh, best of luck to you and the Lady Wildcats this season, and hopefully uh, we'll be catching up with you uh, for a potential district run coming up later in the season. Yeah, thank you for doing this podcast. It's been wonderful. I've uh, listened to all three of them so far, and looking forward to listening to it all year. Appreciate it. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. Welcome back to Northern Interior League Now as this episode continues. And again, a big thanks to Coach Rich Pitts from Athens Area High School, their varsity girls soccer coach, for sitting down with me here on Northern Tier League now this week. Of course, uh, the Athens Lady Wildcats, again, one of the heavy favorites to come out with the NTL girls' crown. But, of course, uh, as Coach Pitch said, you know, they've got uh, a long road ahead of them this season and everything's got to fall right. But, of course, you know, while they've enjoyed all of their dominance, like the great nature boy Ric Flair says, in order to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And in this case, it's they've got to beat the women who are the Athens Lady Wildcats. And that notice is going out uh, to the rest of the Northern Tier League this year. But, yes, yeah, just awesome to have yet another coach willing to sit down here with us on Northern Tier League now. So kudos to Coach Pitts and uh, good luck to the Lady Wildcats. Yeah, no, I mean, I have been covering the NTL, I think, for the last four or five years now, and they've won the league every year that I've covered. And, I, and in watching them play some of the teams that I was covering, they just, they're so sound fundamentally. Those girls communicate on the field. They've got a great backline defense. Their keepers are constantly communicating with the sweepers and the stoppers and it's 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 really cool to watch Athens Lady Wildcats play soccer all right so yes again uh, good luck to coach Pitts and the Lady Wildcats and uh, we'll be catching up with them of course uh, as the season goes on but Joe as we know it is opening week for the Northern Tier League in football action this week and of course when it comes to Northern Tier League football you know everybody around the area is getting excited for Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah this is the best week of the year. I love week one you know there's so much expectation and uh, you can feel all of the, the hype around the schools and the kids and I just I love this week and, and you got some games the next couple weeks on Fridays and Saturdays too so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. That's right and you know what we're actually going to have some Saturday games starting things off uh, here in week one as well so Joe what do you say we uh, put the schedule up and we get ready to break down some matchups here for week one let's do it all right so let's start in one of your familiar territories North Penn Mansfield a younger team this year welcoming in perennial district four power and triple a power the Montoursville Warriors, Joe, North Penn Mansfield, going to have their hands full coming up on Friday night. They will, and I went down to watch them play last year in Montoursville, and they still had their hands full with most of their seniors. So I think that it's good to get a game like this out of the way because you have a young roster. This is only going to help them get better as the season goes on. I really think you want to have one of your toughest games as one of the first ones. Yes, it can be a little rough, but you want to build that momentum and, and 
learn from some of the best in the league. That's right. And of course, as Coach Dickinson said uh, over at NTL Media Day last month, he knows his team is very young. They're not the experienced team that they were a year ago. I mean, you can't replace a solid back in the backfield like Garrett David and expect that you're going to have the kind of season that you did a season ago. But, uh, you know, Coach Dickinson, he's very realistic. And I'm sure, you know, he's been talking to his team and his coaches that they're trying to put together the best game plan possible in order to welcome in what is possible favored as the top AAA team in District 4. Yeah, and I think in talking to Coach Dickinson too, and you and I both said it, that he's still going to spread it out. He's not going to change who they are. I mean, yeah, they might work a few different plays in for some of their younger kids, but it's going to be tough because, you know, you don't have any more Brent Burley under center to to lead those troops on offense, but I I think they're still going to be they're going to do what North Penn does against Montoursville. That's not going to change. This is just, like I said, this is a good good team building game to play to start the season. I feel like young teams are going to be the trend of the Northern Tier League this year, and that will segue us to the Athens area Wildcats. Of course, another coach we had the opportunity to talk with was head coach Jack Young, and of course he knows you know his team, again, is going to have to heavily rely on the few seniors that they have, and of course uh, they're going to be on the road week one, and you know, traveling on the road week one, that can be tough with a young team. It can be, and I think that Coach Young will probably rely on uh, the run game a lot because when you're young, you want to just keep your quarterbacks honed in. I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Damian Hudson. I would definitely expect to see him uh, get quite a few touches. I think it'll not only be Hudson uh, with the ball in his hands on the offensive side. Don't be surprised if maybe he's got some uh, special teams touches coming as well on Friday night uh, when they take on Hanover area. So you've got Athens Hanover uh, right after uh, North Penn Mansfield and Montoursville uh, on our breakdown there. But now time to move on to another game this week. Now this one I think is going to be kind of a tone setter for the Wyalusing Rams. Now, of course, the Rams coming off a 1-9 season last year. We had the chance to talk with quarterback Shane Fury at Media Day. You just saw the passion in the senior quarterback's eyes. The Wyalusing Rams are going to be a completely different team this year if they have uh, anything to say about it or if Shane has anything to say about it. That senior quarterback is ready. They've got a Montrose team coming in week one that they should be able to handle. This should be a losing win but you know when you're the Rams you can't look too far ahead in the schedule you gotta handle business week one yeah and I like you said Shane Fury you can tell that kid's passionate he made me want to get season tickets to losing Rams football and watch them every game he was just that pumped up I really think this is going to be a different Rams team there's going to be more cohesiveness and consistency on the offense and defense I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this season. And, like, I agree with you. I think they do handle Montrose week one. That's right. And, of course, uh, Kashawn Cameron and Isaiah Way, two of the best athletes in the Wyalusing school, are on the football roster this year for the Wyalusing Rams. So they're definitely going to be a new-look team uh, coming up uh, this week, that's for sure. All right. So, as we said, Saturday games are going to be a part of of the regular season this year as uh, officials, you know, are kind of scattering to make sure we get all the games in. But, you know, there is going to be some schedule flexing this year. And uh, one of our early Saturday games this year will be Sare hosting Bucktail in uh, Sare on uh, this coming Saturday. So uh, the Sare Redskins get a home game here in week one. And I'll tell you what, if you do not follow NTL football closely, like from junior high up, I think you are going to be in for a big shock 
coming up this season. The Sarah Redskins are going to be a team that are going to open eyes around the league. Yeah, I think that they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit right now. And like you said, they are going to shock a lot of people. Don't don't sleep on the Redskins for sure. That's right. And of course, uh, you know, they've got uh, some great talent coming back. Uh, you've got Braden Horton. You've got Lucas Horton, two of the youngsters on that team. However, don't sleep on Isaiah Firestein. He could be one of those sleepers in there that takes the NTL by storm this year as well. So definitely looking forward to see how that game shakes out. Of course, Bucktail, they're a team, you know, with some pieces. They haven't been able to put the whole puzzle together yet, but uh, they always seem to have one or two pieces that always makes a coach have to uh, look at a film and go oh man if we let that guy get going we could have a long night yeah and I think one of the things where Bucktail was strong last year was special teams I remember them returning a kick against I can't remember who it was my mind is going but yeah their special teams were something that I think coaches need to game plan for um, I think one of Bucktail's downfalls last couple years has been depth a little bit they're probably trying to get a little bit more participation on that program. So the, a lot of those kids are playing both sides of the ball most of the game. So I think that fatigue comes into play with them. But, yeah, never sleep on Bucktail. All right. So if you are heading to Sarah and Bucktail, don't forget, it's Saturday at 1 at the Lockhart Street Bowl uh, coming up this weekend. All right. Now, one of the games that I think has everybody's curiosity uh, peaked this week. And, Joe, this one is so far in your wheelhouse you have to have the biggest smile galore. Now, we had the opportunity to sit down with new Kalineski Valley head coach Mike Schmidt. This guy can basically, I think he could sell ice to an Eskimo. I really do. Like, this is how convincing he seems. But uh, Kalineski Valley, their new look team, they've got a tough task going on the road week one as they head uh, over to Hornet territory as they're going to take on Wellsboro and Wellsboro with uh, a lot of senior leadership coming back this year for Coach Hildebrand. Yeah, I uh, I would love to go to this game, but uh, there's no way I can go to five games all in one weekend. But uh yeah, Mike Schmidt, he really impressed me at Media Day. He he comes off as a guy that has it all together. He uh his accolades are great. I, I Googled him like his all of his kids did. And I mean he told us throw away all the film. So I really just wanna see what this offense is gonna do when they go to Wellsboro. Um I'm just it sounds like they're gonna air it out. Uh it, it could be very interesting. But I think Wellsboro's gonna be prepared for them. Coach Hildebrand always has those kids ready. I think they're gonna I th I I pick Wellsboro in this game, but I think Kalineski is going to be different this year. I think what's going to be really uh, interesting to see is the kind of impression that Kalineski comes out and makes on Friday night uh, when they take on Wellsboro. Do they come out and light up the scoreboard? Does this new offense put the pressure on Wellsboro? I mean, Wellsboro's not prone to, you know, taking leads into halftime, you know, and that's something they've got to fix going into this season. So what will indeed we see out of Kalineski Valley and his quarterback, Seth Heiler, ready to take that next step and try and, you know, keep this game close? When we look at games like this in week one, I tend to lean towards the guy I know is going to produce, and that's where Wellsboro, I think, gets just the tip of the edge because Aiden Hauser is just that game breaker that you just can't scheme for. No, you can't. And he is, he's Wellsboro's bread and butter. I think that when he went down last year, that really hurt them late in the season. But he's what's going to keep this, help keep this Wellsboro team afloat. Um, now, Kalineski don't sleep on them because two years ago, they lost a combined five games by three points or less. So they were right there at the end of most games. Now, last year was a little bit of a, 
a down season. They they lost every game. But I think Mike Schmidt and Seth Heiler, Seth Heiler has the experience. I think this team is going to turn the corner. I think they are going to play Wallsboro a little harder than we're used to seeing them play. So Okay, so with that in mind, now we go to the final two games on the Northern Tier League slate. Now, I cannot uh, really do any kind of prediction because I will be calling both of these games on Wiggle 100 coming up this weekend. But uh, we will start with uh, kind of a District 4 matchup, but an NTL team as uh, the Troy Trojans will actually be at home. This will be a Saturday game kickoff at 5 o'clock this weekend. The Troy Trojans will be at home taking on Bald Eagle area. Now, last year, uh, the Trojans went to Bald Eagle area. Bald Eagle area kind of warm out as the game went on, made it a bigger score. This year, though, it's a new time. It's a new team, and it's going to be probably a warmer afternoon in Troy. And, you know, that can always make uh, for an interesting recipe for high school football. Yeah, and uh, I talked to Coach Jim Smith this week, and he said that they're really excited for their week one game. Um, You know, they were or state semifinal appearance in 2008, and they got nearly everyone returning. Um, He said they're going to really prepare this team. Um, This is going to be a good test for this Troy Trojan team to open up. Um, I know that we're probably going to get a a steady dose of uh, Damian Landon at running back because we know, heard about Troy's huge playbook. But I, I think my prediction is I think this could be a close one, but I do have Troy edging them. Okay, so that's a hey, you know what? It's week one. You just never know what's coming. And, you know, I think this year what's going to be key for Troy is, one, how quickly do they figure things out defensively? I know they've got some guys they've kind of got to rotate in and figure some things out that way. But secondly, how fast does quarterback Dom Ayers really make this his team? Now, of course, you know, he quarterbacked his entire sophomore year last year. How quick can Dom Ayers really take control of this team on offense and really become that leader that the quarterback needs to become? Yeah, he does need to step into those shoes pretty early in the season. I know the Trojans got off to a slow start last year. And I think one of my sleeper guys for Troy is Gavin Kohick, you know, wide receiver. They don't throw the ball a lot, but when Troy did throw the ball, you were you were shocked and they made big plays. So I think be on the be, don't sleep on the Troy team this year. Um, I, I do, like I said, I think I have them edging Bald Eagle. I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I have them edging them. All right. Now, again, that will be a Saturday game, 5 o'clock. And, of course, you can hear all that action uh, with myself and Bob Baker. We'll have that call for you coming up on Wiggle 100 Saturday afternoon. That'll be our Simmons-Rockwell-Nissan game of the week. All right. Now, Friday night, it's the NTL matchup that I think a lot of teams are uh, kind of looking at, a lot of coaches are looking at. We're going to find out, uh, was the Canton Warriors season last year uh, something of kind of, uh, I don't know, out of a fairy tale? Or is consistency on the Canton side this year as they get ready to head to Tawanda Friday night to take on the Black Knights on their home field at the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex? Uh, Joe, as I said, I'll have the call on uh, Friday night on Wiggle 100 for this game. But uh, for you, what are some key factors you're looking at in this ball game? I think the main matchup that I'm looking at in this game is the battle of the quarterbacks. Um, Tanner Kunkel versus... Uh, Uriah Bailey. Uriah Bailey shared the snaps last year with Michael Smithers. He's now going to be, as far as I know, full-time under center for the Warriors. How does he handle that load? Tanner Kunkel, you know, he's a he's a veteran of this league. He's been four-year starter. Uh, and I think the X factor in this game will be defense. Um, can Canton's defense stop Tanner Kunkel? 
That's a very interesting point as well. You know what? I'm actually going to take it uh, a step further on the defensive side of the ball, and I think this game could really be a defensive war between the two teams. I mean, you've got Tawanda with a motivation where, hey, you know what? We had that game at Canton last year. If not for Uriah Bailey and uh, throwing one up way in the air and Timmy Ward pulling magical Timmy Ward things, we probably win that game. And instead, you know, Canton wins, Tawanda loses, and both teams go on a completely different track for the rest of the season. And now you've got Tawanda at home, under the lights, Endless Mountains Athletic Complex. That place is always rocking when the Black Knights are home. But, of course, you know, you've got the Warriors defensively as well. And I think that's going to be the side of the ball that's going to have to be the one that really steps up. You know, they've got a great linebacking core uh, with the likes of Garrett Storch and uh, Carson Steiner. Plus, of course, uh, you've got kind of a hybrid with Nick May as well. And uh, I'll be interested to see uh, how that whole team comes together. And, of course, up front, you know, the Warriors, uh, they got the uh, Nelson brothers as well. So, It'll be interesting to see, you know, how many points actually go up on the board Friday night. I really expect this one to be a low-scoring affair, but I've been wrong in the past, and who knows? This could be one of those nights where, you know what, the offenses take off instead of the defenses. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, like I said, because last year can't had Timmy Ward. They had Levi G to finish those third-down plays. Uh, and, I mean, Tawanda, they – Struggle a little bit to stop Benjamin Knapp last year, so I'm I'm curious to see how what kind of night he has against Tawanda. But I mean, everything you just said, if I'm Tawanda, I'm motivated. I do not want to let Canton come in here to my house and beat us again when they had that game, essentially all but one last year. You know what? You bring up another valid point too. I didn't even come into the uh, Ben Knapp factor yet, but I mean, he is he's all of six four. And uh, depending on how much he had for lunch that day is anywhere between about 225 and 230. And uh, still, he's going to be one of those NTL players to watch as the season goes on. So, yes, Canton, Tawanda, Friday night, 7 o'clock. It's our Wiggle 100 game of the week as well. I'll have the call uh, with my good friend Mickey Fox uh, on Friday night live from the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex. So make sure you are tuned in for that. Well, we have now broke down all of the NTL matchups for this uh, first week. And, Joe, I've got to tell you, I am excited and ready to go. Let's get week one kicked off already because I'm ready for cooler temperatures and bright Friday night lights. I'm ready for bright Friday night lights, but I don't know if I'm ready for cooler temperatures. But I've always said that football weather is cold weather. Okay, well, we'll go with that, and you're just going to have to accept that I can't stand these warm summer temperatures, and I need some fall temperatures. Give me something comfortable, man. Something I know, I know. I, I got to be with you, though, man. It, it is, it's football weather when it's fall. I mean, that feels like football to me. So I got the camera already. SD cards are cleared off, so I'm, I'm ready and jacked up for another awesome football season. All right, so that will do it for episode four here of NTL Now. Again, we want to thank Coach Pitts from Athens Area High School, the girls' varsity soccer coach, for tuning in with us here this week. And, of course, uh, if you have the opportunity, make sure you go online to social media as well. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at NTL Now or get onto Facebook and uh, follow us and give us a like at NTL Now Podcast. So any way you want to, we will gladly take uh, your followings on social media and joe we need more feedback from the listeners out there yeah give us things you want us to talk about ask us questions if you want to challenge us on something we've said please send that to us but yeah the more feedback we get the better we can make this podcast
Sounds like a plan. So, Joe, it was so glad to have you back for yet another week of NTL Now. Thanks for finally coming back from Georgia. I know. I was down there all of four days. It seemed like an eternity. <laughs> all right. Well, that will do it for us here on the episode four of the NTL Now podcast. Across the table, he's Joe Carrion. I'm Shane Wilbur. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of NTL Now. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.